passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. All right, let's talk about uh, Matt Schneidman's piece here in The Athletic. Uh, he did a piece, kind of predictions. You know, he may get them right. He may get them wrong. Who knows? But I think it was something fun to do on the Curd and Long podcast. You can download it on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast app. And you can also check us out on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. First prediction uh, from Matt Schneiman, Jordan Love uh, earns a contract extension at the end of the year. And I will uh, just uh, read a little bit of it because I don't want to give it all away. You can go read it yourself uh, and take from it what you want. Uh, but he says, Love looked better as a whole uh, than he's been in last on his victory over the Rams, making a couple of big throws in the second half to help the Packers win. Green Bay's second half schedule is tougher than what it's in the rear view mirror. But as the youth around him continues getting more experience, Love should play much better. Well enough even that the Packers won't be in a position to draft a top quarterback in April and instead try to sign Love to a cheap, relatively speaking, long-term extension. I've been saying the same thing. 15 to 20 million is what I think three years extension gives him four years then under contract with the Packers and see what happens. Uh, are you with that prediction or against that prediction, Ryan Horvath? Yeah. I mean, I think it's what happens, but it's not what I want. If like, I mean, if he, well, yeah, I mean, I guess that is what I want. Like they win some games, miss out on the playoffs, but figure out he's the guy. Yeah, that's fair. I just, I don't know. I want to see some more though. Like, sure. Yeah. I don't care about one half against the Rams. Right. Completely secondary that doesn't you know i want like if he if he goes back and plays like crap against the steelers you know and against minnesota and against detroit in the rematch it's going to be hard for me to want him back to be honest with you but i do think this is what ends up happening they'll win six seven games 
you know, too many to get a top pick to get one of those top guys. And so, yeah, you'll have to build around love and you'll, you know, work out a cheap deal. I think that's what ends up happening here, but I do want to see more from Jordan love for me to feel comfortable with that decision. The next one is uh, Eric Stokes never gets back his job essentially for the Packers this year. Now out with a hamstring, uh, Carrington Valentine has played well. He says Keyshawn Nixon has done enough to keep his job in the slot uh, as well. He says the Packers must decide whether to exercise Stokes' fifth-year option this offseason. Doing so would guarantee his 2025 salary at $11.9 million, according to Over the Cap. Brian Gutekunst surely won't do that with only about one full season of worthwhile play from Stokes under his belt through his first three years in the league. So have we seen the last of Eric Stokes, Ryan Horvath? Yeah, unfortunately, maybe. How are you going to give him that money when you don't know what he is? I mean, he was good as a rookie, you know, and then year two wasn't very good and he got hurt. So I know that's unfair and he can't stay on the field right now. You know what I mean? And when's he going to be fully healthy? Yeah, I I agree with that. I don't think that it's crazy that you already have to make that decision. I feel like we just got him. He just came into the league. We barely have seen him on the field. Yep. There's another one added to uh, the Goody Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Didn't like essentially. What'll have to happen is he'll have to have an amazing year next year in order for the Packers to give him a deal pass next year. And he'll have to earn that spot opposite Jair Alexander. Rajul Douglas is gone, obviously. So it's yeah. going to be Valentine and him probably for that corner spot, unless they go draft another corner. Then it could be a three-way battle for that spot. Well, we, we know a ball out then. His history says he'll have six interceptions. The Packers will pay him, and then he'll be no good. You know, like we've seen this granted at different positions, but Nick Perry had 13 sacks, yep. and then didn't combine for 13 after he got the bag. You know what I mean? In my opinion, I think they chose the wrong corners a long time ago. I would have chose... Micah Hyde, I would have chose Casey Hayward. Instead, they kept bringing back Tremont. No knock on Tremont, but Casey Hayward went on to lead the league in interceptions the next season. His only issue in Green Bay was he was getting concussed every other week. But I was always a Hayward guy, you know, more than Shields. I always liked Micah Hyde. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that's what ends up happening, unfortunately, for Stokes. But if he balls out next year, then they'll have to keep him. Yeah. Um, Good thing for him is he'll have one more year. Yeah, good. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Next one, left tackle will be the biggest draft need. Uh, yeah. And I, I totally agree with this one. You know, yeah. Rasheed Walker, seventh round pick. He hasn't been that guy as of yet. Yash, I mean, they clearly don't trust him that they were starting Rasheed Walker uh, in front of him anyhow. Then he says, Packers may not lose enough to be on the clock when either Penn State's Olu Fashanu or Notre Dame's Joe Alt are available. They rank fifth and sixth, respectively, on Dane Brugler's most recent top 50 big board. But... Alabama's J.C. Latham or Georgia's Amarius Mims could pique Gunnikun's interest uh, at that point. They're valued at 10 and 19. 
you had yeah. made mention before of maybe you want an SEC tackle for this team uh, kind of going forward. When we were talking about Joe Alton, Notre Dame. You said that eh, maybe SEC tackle might be a better way to go. Your thoughts uh, on going left tackle in the first round. I've been harping or hammering this home for weeks at left tackle as the position in the first round. So I agree. Yeah, I like Mims a lot, but like um, not to toot my own horn. I'm good with like quarterbacks and receivers. I'm not always the best with offensive linemen, but because Joe Alt might end up being a stud. I can't get that Louisville tape out of my head. Like he was on his ass in that game, getting thrown around by Louisville. You know what I mean? It's like, I really like Mims. Um, I don't know that there's much of a drop off with a lot of those guys. You know what I mean? But I, I completely agree that if it's not Caleb Williams or Drake May or Marvin Harrison, or I mean, and, uh, see Musgrave looks good, but I would love Brock Bowers. I know he's a tight end. But man, like he could be a weapon. I think he's going to be Travis Kelsey, Gronk, like tight end. You know what I mean? Like something yeah. the Packers have never had. And hell, you could have two of those guys. You know, the Patriots did it for years. Aaron, Hern- Aaron Hernandez, Jesus, and Gronk, uh, you know, and then it was Allen and Gronk. Um, but the two tight end stuff really works in this league. Buffalo tried it. It just didn't look good because Dawson Knox is overrated. Then he got hurt. Uh, I would love a tackle, though. And I think that's what you need to do, especially if you're going to commit to Jordan Love. You're going to give them that money. Um, I think you got to do that because, yeah, I, 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 if you can't have Marvin Harrison, there's some, there's going to be really good receivers in this draft. But if it's not him, I think you could just wait until the second round, like history says that they could do. But I'm really sick of doing that. You know what I mean? Like, do you see the drop off from okay, Christian Watson's a good player and Romeo Dobbs is a good player, but then you watch Jordan Addison, and you know you watch some of these guys, even as rookies, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Like the Packers need that. And yeah, they've always this is the thing. We uh, Jacob Morley and I talked about this on the last podcast because we always end up talking draft at some point, him and I. And he was saying all these receivers that are probably going to be there when the Packers draft. Okay, Marvin Harrison Jr. not, but that kid Rome from Washington, the kid from Florida State, the wide receiver from Florida State that everybody likes. And he goes, We're all gonna love him. We're all gonna love these wide receivers, and then he's not gonna take one, and he'll go, you know, a different position and wait on wide receiver to the second round. I don't want a wide receiver in the first round. Here, I'll, I'll put it out there right now. Unless it's Harrison Jr., and I don't think they're going to suck that bad to get to Harrison Jr. Outside of him, I don't want a wide receiver. I want a damn left tackle, period, end of story. If they take anything but a left tackle, I am going to be mad. I promise you, I don't care about the kid of Florida State. I care about the kid of Washington. I want a damn left tackle. Any one of the four listed there by Schneidman works for me. Kid at Washington is really, really damn good, but also he plays uh, – man, I'm not going to try to knock uh, – he's really good. Um, Johnny Wilson I like because he's six foot seven, but he's got the drops. If they're talking about Keon Coleman, I really like yeah, him. Keon Coleman. Him. You might be able to get him a little bit later. What I like about him is there's your kick returner, there's your punt returner, there's your yep. gadget guy, and there's probably, you know, like your Tyreek Hill, number one, number two wide receiver. People said C.D. Lamb was too small to be a number one wide receiver. He's freaking awesome. So I think – Keon Coleman could be the same type of player, but no, I'm with you, man. You got to go left tackle in this draft if you're picking high, but not high enough for franchise changing quarterback. Cause even if you like Jordan love, like, you know, Arizona has Kyler, but they're going to draft Caleb Williams or Drake may, if they could get him. Um, you have to, you know, it was like when Andrew Luck was there for the Colts, you know, I know that they thought Peyton was done, but they had to do it regardless. You know, even if we had Aaron Rodgers, I love Aaron Rodgers, and you could have had Caleb Williams or Drake may, I'd be like, bye Aaron. Um, so I don't think they'll be that bad. I think you got to go left tackle. Any of those guys are fine with me. As crazy as it sounds, though, uh, Joe Alt probably lasts for me. I want one of those SEC dudes, Big 12. 